0: Good morning, Boker Tov. Great to be together again on this fine Wednesday morning as we are getting ready to approach Rosh Chodesh Elul, which is going to jumpstart and revive and reawaken us from this slumber called Corona, this pandemic. I want to thank our sponsors, our generous sponsors for this year, my dear friends, Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, Tambor's Neshama Shravan Aliyah, not only through our learning of Mesilla Seshama, through these 10 minutes of meaning, but these 10 minutes of motivation and of action by putting all of our learning into practice. The Ramcha, of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, has been charting for us the course to our most meaningful and best lives yet. It begins with Zahira's cautiousness, vigilance, mindfulness, presence, to be thinking about everything that we think, say and do. Imagine, as I say every week, the lives that we would live. Imagine how much richer our relationships would be. Imagine how much healthier we'd be, spiritually, emotionally, physically, if we were simply thoughtful with everything that we did, with everything that we said. Once we've mastered our ability to be in the moment, to be present, to set goals and make resolutions, to pursue them and to achieve them in our personal lives, professional lives, religious lives, in every area and arena of life. And then, Nikias, this long, long midah that we've been spending a lot of time on, which is identifying the different character traits and challenges and tests that are in our life. And to not struggle, to not have to overcome them, to not compete with them, but to purge them, so that we're not even engaging or struggling with them. We last left off. We're in the middle of Parak Yud Aleph, or towards the end of Perak Yud Aleph. And in dibartim in aksas <laughs> mitzvot, Ramchal says, Moshe says, says, we've discussed a few of the mitzvahs, a smattering, a sampling. But the truth is, there are so many more, some very strict, some very rigorous. Some with greater consequences, and others who may ham kalim, some that seem lighter, some that seem more lenient. And nevertheless, Mishiroz Naki, whoever wants to live a life where you're not struggling, you're not engaged in, in a battle, but you've simply mastered yourself, you've learned to regulate your thought, your speech, and your behavior. Tzachshian Naki mikulam mikulam. Baruch gave us the prescription. He gave us exactly the playbook for how to live the most meaningful, purposeful, the most fulfilling and the most balanced and healthiest life that we can. He said, here's how to engage food, here's how to engage time, here's how to engage intimacy, here's how to engage relationships, here's how to live with others, here's how to live with me, says God, and here's how to live with yourself. Just follow the playbook, follow the playbook. Too many people set aside that playbook and think that they know better, think they could figure it out more easily, and they're left struggling and stumbling, looking and searching for happiness, trying to make their relationships work in life, Instead, Hashem says, you want to be able to get rid of envy, arrogance, uh, anger, you want to be able to live a balanced, healthy life. Follow my playbook. Shabbos, kosher, honesty, integrity, kindness, Torah. Here's a whole system and set of values. The Pasuk says in Shira Shiram, your teeth are like the flock of sheep. And Khazala rabbis in the Medrashir Shiram rabbi extrapolate Ma just like a sheep is modest, Midian. So to the Jewish people, when we went to war with Midian, even in our moment that we had to battle, we remained Sanua. We remained modest, we remained humble, we remained virtuous. So what does it mean they were tsanuah? What does it mean that they were disciplined and regulated? What is the Torah lauding or praising? Says so the Medrash, you know what it means? They put their tefillin on in order. First the tefillin of the arm then the tefillin of the head. They didn't go out of order. Had they gone out of order, Moshe never would have praised them. Moshe never would have lauded them or acknowledged them the way he did. V'cheinomer B'yoshami, Yoshami says, HaMesaper ben Yishtabach liyotzer." we're up to this in Sitter Snippet, someone who speaks in between Yishtabach and the first bracha of the brachas of Shmah, Avera what a terrible, egregious mistake, what an indiscretion. this week's Parsha. You know, there's never a coincidence. The fact that we're up to this paragraph this Wednesday on this Parsha, there's no coincidences in life. It's because we were meant to intersect Parsha Shoftim with Mesila Sesharim. So in our Parsha, it talks about who are the ones who go home from war, who's not able to concentrate and focus, who can't we rely on. And one of the individuals in Avera Biyado, we spoke about that in the Parsha class yesterday, Avera Biyado, the people who can't put it down, let it go set it aside, you carry every mistake with you and therefore you feel unworthy, incapable, incompetent, You don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in Hashem, you don't believe Hashem or others believe in you. Averos, the key is biyado. You refuse to set it down, you refuse to let it go. And the longer you carry it, the heavier it becomes. And such a person can't be in battle with us. You can't be on our team because we need people who have optimism and faith and a positivity. We need people who are able to learn from their mistakes but not become debilitated or incapacitated from those mistakes. It can't be an avero biyado. Don't carry it in your hand, let it go. Put it down, learn from it, and move on. So who is this individual? What mistake did he, make, did he make that we can't take him with us to war, that he can't focus, that we can't trust or rely that he'll be with us? Someone who speaks between Yishtach, are you kidding me? That's the most severe? That's the most egregious? We're not talking about somebody who cheated in business. We're not talking about somebody who abused someone physically or verbally. We're not talking about somebody who desecrated Shabbos. We're talking about somebody who, who spoke in davening between Yishtabach and Yotzer somebody put the tefillin on in the wrong order? says Ramcha, you see from here our Rabbi's view that when it comes to the prescription of Hashem, following it to the T, doing it exactly, remaining accurate is so critically important. It is so definitional and so influential to who we are. If the doctor prescribes a medicine, a formula for how to live your life in the healthiest way and you say, you know, I'm going to tweak it. I'll take a little more of this and a little less of that, and I'll change the frequency that I take it. The doctor says, good luck to you, but you're no longer under my care because if you can't follow my instructions, I don't want to be responsible or accountable or associated with the outcome. So the Ribbon Shalom Hashem says the same thing. I'm giving you the formula, I created you, I designed you the hardware, the software, I did it all. And here's the manual, here's the instruction. You think you're going to tweak it, you're going to play with it, You think you're going to treat it like a shmorg and only do the parts of it that you want? Good luck to you, I hope it works out, but I don't want to be associated or identified with it. That's why Ad Kedekach, that's why they were so scrupulous, so so focused, even on what seemed like minutiae, even like details. But I want to go a step further, and this is a theme that we've been speaking about in many different contexts recently, and by recently I mean the last couple of years, including the last couple of weeks, and that is mindfulness. The entire Torah is a platform for mindfulness. I engaged just yesterday, I had a Zoom call with, with a young couple struggling with a connection to Judaism. And they say, you know what speaks to me? Mindfulness, meditation. Eh, Judaism with its details and minutiae, not for me. I said, you do know where the mindfulness comes from. You do know where the theme of meditation, of presence, of consciousness, it's based in Judaism. The entire Torah. The entire system of Jewish law, Jewish life, Jewish observance is a platform for a mindful living. Those details and those minutia are not there to restrict or constrict us or to deprive us of happiness. They're all there in order to cultivate and to teach us how to be mindful in everything we do. So if you could be mindful in what order you put on your shoes and what order you tie them, then you'll be mindful of the time you're spending with your spouse or your children. If you're mindful with everything that goes in your mouth and everything that comes out of your mouth, if you're mindful to have an attitude of gratitude, if you're mindful to feel humble in a sense of dependence, not arrogant and independent, if you're mindful to be honest in business, if you're mindful with a time consciousness of, did I daven shacharis? is it time for mincha? What time is Marav? That level of mindfulness of consciousness, the breeds, the entire Torah is a platform for how to be present. So don't think that you're into mindfulness and that's not found in Judaism. Judaism is the ultimate propeller, ultimate platform for being able to live that mindful life. So that's why we care. The soldier who goes out and says, yeah, I don't follow it exactly, I tweak it, I do it my way. I put the Tefillin on, but what, does it really matter what order I put them on? The answer is yes, it really matters. This is a prescription, this is a divine formula. There's a reason, a rationale. But moreover, what it reveals about you is the inability to regulate yourself. Are you disciplined? Are you in control? Can you regulate? Can you regulate? We have that power. We have that ability. People who achieve greatness and lead great lives and have great relationships are able to not say everything that comes to their mind, are not able to do everything that their instinct or temptation drives them to do. There has to be a mastery the ability to regulate, to be disciplined, to have self-control, to have sovereignty over who we are. That's the godly spirit. Yes, it's true we're also made up of an animal instinct. Yes, it's true we also have an animal soul. And that animal says, do what you want, when you want, how you want, where you want, with whom you want. But we also have a godly spirit. It's Elohim. Hashem says, I breathe life into you. And we will affirm that when we produce a sound with that very breath with the chauffeur Very shortly, God says, I breathe life into you. And just like I, and the ultimate master and discipline, so too you have that capacity. So too you have that capacity. Don't forfeit it. Don't concede it. Don't pretend like your uh, instinct or your drives define who you are. You can control them. You can master them. That's what the Mesil Zasharim is really all about. Don't give up. And don't say, that's just me. I'm the angry or the impatient, or I'm the unhealthy, or I'm the short fuse, or I'm the competitive, or I'm the jealous, or I'm the arrogant. No, it's not just you. Yes, we were all dealt different cards, maybe we started a different starting point, but we have the tools, we have the capacity, we have to believe in Hashem, but we have to believe in the Hashem in us that gives us that capacity to regulate, to be sovereign, to have that self-control, and to master. You don't have to look at that, you don't have to say that, you don't have to react that way. That doesn't have to be you. We have that ability to break those bad midos, which is exactly where the Ramchal is going from here. to talk about, we'll just read the opening line of the next paragraph. We've talked all about actions, honesty, promiscuity, vulgarity, eating habits. Until now, this chapter has dealt with all of the habits, behavior externally. But the Ramchal says what's true with behavior externally is all the more true when it comes to our internal qualities, our midos, who we are. If you remember, let's go all the way back to the beginning. In the introduction to Messias HaShem, the Ramchal said, you know, some people think that real Jews, smart Jews, pious Jews, they learn. Character development It's for the ones who couldn't cut it. The ones who aren't in the top shear. The ones who don't have the zitzvahich to learn. They're the ones who learn musr. They work on character development. They work on piety. He says it's not true. The whole Torah is there in order to draw out and elicit, in order to reinforce piety and character. If you, if you learn Torah but you have a bad character, then you haven't really learned Torah. If you learn Torah and it doesn't make you a Ben Torah or a Bas Torah, that's not Torah. So therefore we'll continue, where we go from here is Nikias, is Midos. is how do we have self-awareness, because it really begins with self-awareness. How many of us have a level of self-awareness? Or are we willfully ignorant of how we are perceived by others? of how we behave, of what our character traits are. Do we have some metric to measure our character trait to see whether we've improved how we've grown to set goals and make resolutions of where we wanna go? Do we find ourselves getting angry or arrogant or envy or jealous? And do we make a plan for how we're going to stop it and measure whether in fact we've been successful? That will define who we are. Not only what we do, but our character, our instinct and our our very personality Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay holy. We meet again in fifteen minutes, eight forty-five, for living with emuna.